0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com.
1: First of all, okay, Ari, Yasi, you guys are the two funniest, funniest people I've ever met in my life. And it is such a pleasure to, to be starting this off with you. But before we do, we have to give props to Torah Anytime because they put so much into everything. But this specifically, this show, yeah, all the cast members <laughs> clapping um, nice. for everything. Yeah, it's amazing. Shimon... Um, Kalyakov and Moshe Sofer and Ruben and and Mayer. It's unreal how these guys dedicated their life to everything here Um, and for believing in this idea of having um, dialogue between various Tor Anytime speakers actually live at the same time, unscripted. So I'm very grateful for them for doing that. Um, I do want to plug Tor Anytime's Daily Dose which is an incredible way for people to get on a daily basis, very short um, blurbs, which are WhatsApped out. That information, I'm not sure if it's on the screen or if you can get that information on tour anytime. But everyone should be signing up for the daily dose. Um, I also want to thank because you guys, you guys are sitting in the comfort of your homes um, and you have your little earpieces and whatever. But I, have had this little disease from when I was a, when I was a kid that when technology became a thing because I think we were of the age of technology becoming like a big thing I'm not talking about like the locomotive you know like it change the way that we drive I'm talking about I'm talking like you know what I'm saying like like technology became big like when your phone had like that first camera you were so okay so I, I I I like it I mean it's 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 so it's so of course everyone should have a filter and all of that and be responsible with it but technology is really cool so it just wasn't sufficient for me to have the regular USB microphone with the webcam. So I decided to empty out BNH from, from the upstairs to the downstairs. And I, I called upon every resource I had. You can't see this, and I'm not gonna show this to you. There are so many wires here. You do not even understand. You, I don't know, I can explain it to you, all right? Like, there's literally, there's systems going into systems. And I, I used up every resource that I had. And I have to thank development from b and gave me a tremendous amount of his time. And a friend of mine, Khananya, who drove three hours last night to drop off one piece. You can't imagine what went into this. And a good friend of mine, Al Gans, um, for really being there for me um, and for the show and for Kali Yisrael, just amazing, tremendous amount of Chazak. And I, my son, Shimi, who's eight years old, he, he, he takes things really seriously, um, like me. So the minute, the minute this idea became like a fruition right after Pesach, he just, he just became me. He just became, you know, like, Dad, like, what, like, how are we connecting this XLR cable to the USB and what's, what's going to happen here? And giving his advice, he just got so into it. So without okay. Shim, my technical coordinator, this just would never have happened. So thank you, Shimmy. And of course my oh, wife, cool. because I haven't seen her since Pesach because I've been buried under like 8 million wires so a lot of people when they saw this flyer they wanted to know what this was and I will tell you that I I, I, I had an idea when I was younger and I, I always thought like if someone else can do something then I probably can as well like when I was a kid in like 10th grade 11th grade high school which I'm sure some people want to like erase from their memory and I certainly have some of those those like that but I I decided like, you know, if someone else can do construction, well, like why can't Ruben Epstein do construction? So I convinced my parents that our attic is, it's unfinished. So if you just bought me some planks and some nails and screws and I don't know what else, you know, I will get you a finished attic because if that guy could do it, then why can't I? And my parents believed in me and all of that material is just sitting up there in this in this completely unusable space that you 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 just it's completely useless
2: sorry.
1: Uh, but i i i learned over time that the truth is that you can't you can't be everyone else and people become experts in their field but if you do take the time to study someone like Michael Phelps, you're never going to be Michael Phelps, but you may swim a little faster. You know, if you study the greats, then you may actually learn something from them that you could implement <laughs> in your own life. So I did have this idea that I know, Baruch Hashem, a lot of people who are very successful, very smart, very talented, and they're great educators. And I, I wanted to have a dialogue because when I go anywhere, any, whether it's a Pesach program or, you know, go. <laughs> or or any, like, so I'm the guy there, like, taking notes. Like, what is this guy who has so much knowledge? What could he impart to me? So the ability to sit down and have a dialogue, I think, is just so important. And, you know, I think people can learn, you know, I'm not saying, like, we're de chachamim here, like the sicha of de chachamim, but there's a lot, I think, that people are able to learn from, you know, just from conversation, and especially when it comes to various, you know, things which pop into people's minds. So that's sort of the idea over here, um, and with that introduction, I wanted to tell you that people ask me how long I've been out of Rabbi Berkowitz's Kolel. I was there for about four and a half years, Baruch Hashem, and that's where we all know each other from. And when, never when known. Here, Avi Ben Shushan was there, and then Ari and Yassi, I, and Dovi was before, I don't know if he ever learned it. No, he's just, he's just Divi's just Dovi. But okay, so I, don't, I never knew him. I see him speak. and He it's, was learning
2: it's, with... He was learning with Elio and Navi at the time. he just jumped right into yeah,
1: just jumped right into the cloud. Okay, so I never knew him, but I, I the three of you Baruch Hashem, and the the mannerisms are very very scary to see that you know between between you guys. But I'm out of Rabbi Berkowitz's call now, about nine years, and which is a very long time when, when you know, when you think about anything, nine years I think is a long time. And what I what I realized is that. The, the, the guys who've gone through Rabbi Berkowitz are not, they, you don't leave. You, you don't leave Rabbi Berkowitz onto something else. When you're there, it just becomes sort of a part of you and you're just connected to the co in a way that I think very few, right, you know, places of higher learning have. So I, like, it's almost like I never left. I send him emails periodically, you know, I call him when I have major crises and I'm in touch, you know, with people from the co And it's so it's you never leave. You're just you're just there forever. And he guides your life. And I, I saw there was one person, they had a live stream event on Chalamet. And there was one person there who I know was in the call for a few weeks. But he 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 was there for a few weeks and he got a position and he still feels 10, 12, 13 years later, he still feels so connected to the colo that he joined the live stream. Sure, my guys are making a live stream, I'm, I'm here. And he was there for literally a, a number of weeks. So I think that's just amazing. Now, I know that Ari, I know that you run Chazak in LA. And I know that Yassi, I know that you do drug counseling. So I wanna know from you guys, if you don't mind sharing, um, tell me what that means. Meaning what, is, what does your daily life look like? And this, my life is totally upside down with coronavirus. I had coronavirus, but even just trying to work, Um, I'm an accountant during the day, and council people is like, you know, talking on a live thing about like, the most private parts of people's lives, like with my kids listening in from next door, like, oh, so that's what happened? You know, (laughs) it's definitely, (laughs) definitely a challenge, you know, to try to make this all happen um, with with coronavirus. But I'm I'm curious, Ari, if if we could start with you. I I wanna know like what your day looks like and and how you're like adjusting just with everything that's going on.
2: What does my day look like? Um, So, my day before and my day after I mean first of all and and you know what, I know that this is true, I know that this is true, and I can show you right now because because he 's a ben Shushan, because i 'm a ben Shushan, this is my day right now, this is my day this is what i'm doing 'm doing flip y'all see what you have on your oh. so there you go so so that 's my day my there you go, so my my day is a flip-flop you know that that that's just what it is both it's both a flip-flop in in what i'm wearing on my feet and it's a flip-flop in in just what's happening really oh what a segue yossi what a segue oh, God, he didn't oh, see that God. coming he didn't see that coming did he just and it's good no Three for the win i'll revenge two, sean red blue <laughs> I, 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 I i don't I'm know so what's going to happen I'm today, you guys on first when you put just... on shisha, yeah. oh so so, um, so life definitely um, has taken on maybe a bit of a different but also the same you know <clears> what, what, what I do here in Chazak LA um, is basically it's community outreach it's it's teaching lots and lots of shiurm I run around to schools on Shabbos. I go to schools in the week. Um, every single night is a different share in a different house. And um, the concept is always the same. It's to spread Torah uh, to the whole Los Angeles community and beyond and, and, and to all of Kalal Yisrael, if I could. Um, Baruch Hashem for Torah anytime. Um, I would like to give one shout out to one of the at Torah anytime, Yosef Davis, um, one of the names of, over there. The, hey, yeah, I mean, no, because we already said Shimon and Ruvay everybody else, obviously, but just, they don't know what it means to quit they don't know what it means to just stop um they they are incredible and so they are then the vehicle to take so many Torah that used to just be in communities and now give it off to the world so that was my life before coronavirus you know doing lots of events uh baruch hashem lots of teaching and now my life has gotten 10 times more busy and i'm sure i'm sure Yassi's gonna tell you the same thing you know now my because now everybody realized You don't have to travel. You don't have to leave your kids. You can just do this from the comfort of your home. And after this interview, they'll be like, dude, you're wearing flip-flops. So (laughs) Why can't you? So so I got like Baruch Hashem bombarded um, from so many different places saying, can you just? The word just has become the... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like this, like this, like this.
2: It's become a four-letter word to me. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Rabbi Ari, can you just. And and to tell the truth, truth, I think that that's what I'm learning, really. And I'm sure we're going to get into this eventually. But just one aspect of what's happening to Claudius Roll now is, is that everything is changing and that you smile and change with it. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, I could just, you're right. I, I could, I could just go another mile. I could just give another class and I could. So Baruch Hashem, I'm doing three different WhatsApp groups that I try to upload daily to on uh, To Heal Him, on Baruch Hafer Benny. Yes, yes, see, I'm plugging. And and, and just, uh, oh, you yeah, know, right. all, all these uh, different things. Uh, and then Baruch Hashem, all this year, every single night is something else. I have people in Los Angeles or for everywhere else. So Tyra is still going. Tyra is still flying. That's, that's
1: what we do. I, I heard you once say in, in one of your classes, Ari, you said from Rabbi Berkowitz that when you, when you hit a challenge, just laugh. Just give like a hearty laugh and just like recognize that this is a challenge and it's coming from Hashem. And I was telling my wife today that the whole <clears throat> dynamics of being a man for me has changed. You, you know, like usually like I'm at work, I order lunch, I do my thing. You know, here it's like, like I'm eating and like I'm looking around, there's like kids like, what, what, what are we eating? Yeah. You know, like, what are we, what are we doing now? I'm like, w- we are doing nothing. I am, <laughs> I am working, <laughs> you know, that's what's happening right here. So there's been a lot of laughing. A going on it's is that, I, I mean
2: it's- because everything now all the norms all the norms are gone we used to tell our kids you have to go to sleep because you have to wake up for school in the morning <laughs> that's done that's finished my kids are on a 24-hour watch to just make sure that my wife and i don't have any downtime whatsoever <laughs> walking around double espressos i'm like what are you doing it's three in the morning it's like no because i think you and mommy are having a good is, is there are you guys relaxing? <laughs> yeah and we're just laughing at it all the way through we have our down times obviously we have our times that we're just ready to just explode but for the most part you look at it and say the abish has given this as a challenge through, and we become much bigger bigger people on the other side of it As when the lights come back on on
1: planet earth amazing amazing well, how about you yazik what is your what is your, what does it mean to be a marriage counselor is most of your work usually in general is it usually face-to-face, meaning are you sitting with people? Are you going, like, like what is it? Are you going into bars? Like, what, what exactly do you do? And, and how, do you, how are you adjusting for everything that's going on?
0: Well, <laughs> Ruben, for your first question to me, to be, how is it to be a marriage counselor? I don't know.
1: I said marriage counselor. Um,
0: I assume marriage counselors are not crazy good business right now. I, I wouldn't know. I would have no idea. I honestly don't know. You know what? That is so you know funny. know what? Ari spoke for what was that 45 minutes. Let me throw it back here for a second. Hey Ru, hey Rabbi <laughs> Epstein. How
1: is it to be a marriage counselor? That is so funny. Since that well, that was not that was so <laughs> unintentional. That was so unintentional. Um, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs>
0: okay. Funny. So so just to just to um clarify i guess a a couple of points here <laughs> that that's on me to have clarified so um counseling is part of what i do uh, not only in um not only in uh, substance and alcohol abuse which is for some reason what i what i became i think you know more known for more contacted for is uh, substance abuse yeah. um but uh it's on you know a- you know anything it's uh, motivational counseling mainly and uh my, the main part of my day before coronavirus, and I think during coronavirus has exponentially uh, increased, is that I'm a shkiah of a high school over here called the Yeshiva High School of Cleveland. And, you know, my boys, those boys in my life, I'm sure some of them are out there listening. And mm-hmm. uh, I love you guys. I was just talking to some of them a little, uh, you know, right before this. And uh, some of the were saying some things, and I started saying something. And a couple of guys are like Rabbi, we're gonna hear you for like the next hour and a half. Like,
1: just
0: <laughs> <laughs> let the other. So, um, so that that that's the main thing that I'm uh, that I'm a part of is that uh, I'm a shkeach of the the high school over here in Cleveland, Shiva High School, Cleveland. Um, but uh, but you know, counseling wise, especially during uh, coronavirus, anyone that I've known in now what my brother Rabbi Ari was saying that is like I guess doubly as true is that. I I in the beginning of this whole thing, like like the fool I am, I got up on meaningful minute or in, I don't remember what it was, time something, and I was like, you have so much time on your hands. I'm so excited for all this. It's amazing. I have like these backs from these backs of Rabbi Berkowitz that just came out from before I was there that I cannot wait to get to the, the, the marals before if I I, wasn't there for that I'm going to jump into. It was going to be amazing. I had all this set up. I was going to learn to play guitar. I had everything set up for me. And, and then, and then like slowly that first day, these emails started coming in like more than usual. I was like, okay, just a couple of people, you know, being, being, you know, uh, you know, some anxiety kicking in or whatever it is. And then it snowballed and it's just been either back-to-back Shuram, Zoom Shurim, you know, these different things. Uh, Shurim with my guys from the high school, Shuram from the other places that I I give classes to. There's a high school here, Kaviva. Uh, you can actually see that stucco behind me. That's their house and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's just been anyone, anyone that I've counseled or have dealt with in the past three years. Everything has just come back for them in a very, very strong way. When people are stuck at home, when people are really stuck with themselves, and this is the message I've been trying to give to my guys, uh, uh, my Tell Me Them in the Yeshiva, but my Tell Me Them from Eretz Israel also, that I've been on, in, in contact with the entire time is, is stop. You can do years of growth in weeks right now. You, we were handed this unbelievable opportunity. Now I know Rabbi Epstein was uh, unfortunately sick with the virus at some point. Baruch Hashem, I hope you're doing better. Baruch I didn't ask anything about how he was doing. By the way, the past two days that we've been speaking, I'm a horrible person. But um, <clears throat> but I I, I realize that if you're not sick, and if what your sentence right now is is to be stuck at home, you have the opportunity to grow so much if the first thing you're doing because you're stuck at home is that you moved the computer monitor or the tv screen or whatever it is to a more centralized location (laughs) so everyone can relax now and do that you got it wrong if you made sure that you got a 14 foot cable to the wall so that your phone can stay charged the entire time so that you don't miss anything on instagram you got it wrong all that first thing you ran to that's your distraction that's your drug now now is your opportunity. You could completely get rid of that if you wanted to. Who are you when you cannot go anywhere but be by yourself? Who are you? What time do you wake up? How much do you value being you? It's so much growth in so little time. It's such an opportunity. We have to take advantage of it. So, so, I've, so I've been trying to do that. Um, you know, We set up a schedule. Didn't work. Set up another one. It didn't work. Set up a third one. Still didn't work. And then we just gave up setting schedules. So now everything is, uh, is as it would be. <laughs> and it's just up in the air. But that's my, uh, that's, my, um, that's my fight is to try to keep that as a norm.
1: So you, you brought up such an interesting point and it's something that I don't want to speak for any good alem, but, and I don't want to speak for anybody. It's hard enough to speak for myself. But I think that during this whole thing, Obviously, everyone's affected, you know, in their own way. By me, I spoke about this on Torah anytime and I sent out a voice note, which went, you know, all over the world because I got people from literally every content, continent and continents that don't even exist, like they were, they were, you know, reaching out to me. I, it, I was really sick. I, I didn't need to be hospitalized, but this really, the, the, the sense of helplessness, just laying in bed, just not being able to move at all, I, nobody wants to go through any trauma in their life or any sickness or anything like that. But when you do, I think it, it definitely it, it changes the course of your life just a little bit. And you, you remember things. Again, I'm not like I was, you know, laying there, like counting my last breaths, bar Hashem. I know people who, who were like that. And so many people are still like that. But for me, it definitely did. It, it changed things. I, I'd like to think that it changed things and, you know, certain things that I've implemented in my life. But I want to ask you, Yassi, on that, because you're the motivational one here. How there are so many people I know in terms of marriages, a lot of marriages are suffering now because it used to be, you had a lot of distractions, a lot of places to go. I have people like literally they come home from one distraction they're home from work, which to me is a just a distraction from your marriage and they have to face their children, their wives, whatever it is on a regular basis. I'm talking and then they're just looking, okay, now I have my share, my wedding, my bar mitzvah my shiva call, I'm making up shiva call, you know, like, you're just looking to get out of the house, you know, but over here now, it's not it's not like that at all. So how do you take people? And a lot of them are reaching out to me. And they're saying, like, I'm ready to kill my husband, or, you know, my wife, but it's usually the women who reach out, but like, like, the women are like, I can't, I can't handle this. It's just too much time together. So fine, go for a walk around the block and put on five masks and do what you got to do. But when you talk about like, this was something that was really on my mind. How do you how do you translate these days of let's call it isolation um, or quarantine? How do you, how do you, how do you maximize it? Fine. So you, d- you take your phone and you throw it away. What do you do now? You just sit and say to him, like, what is, what is the practical? I, I want to hear. I'm, I'm so curious. Cause to, I, right. I know there's so many people who are just looking for that distraction. They're just looking right. for that next thing. And Torah anytime is not to me, a distraction. It's like, it's a vehicle for growth. Right. What, how do you do it?
0: Right. So, um, so first of all, <clears throat> I, uh, I gave a shit right away in the beginning of this whole thing. And I said that uh, that I felt in my opinion, um, you know, everyone's blaming this and that and talking in shul and lush and horror and all these things. I think it was Torah anytime. I think Torah <laughs> anytime sent out this virus. And I'll tell you how I know this. They're going to cut me off right now. Trust me people. I should put on a, a Guy Fawkes mask. I'm telling you right now. I know it's Torah anytime. I'll tell you how I know it. They were way too quick with the trigger. They were, re- they were the first ones ready for this entire thing. The second it happened, I got a call from Shimon. It's like, all right, let's go. We're going to have Shroom going on 24 hours a day. We're going to have live Shroom. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, it might not be that big. He's like, no, trust me. It's going to get worse. I'm like, Shimon, how do you know that? And I'm telling you, Shimon and, and Ruben, I think were, uh, were the ones responsible for this entire virus. But okay. The, uh, the outside idea here is is that you need to view this a as an opportunity, we have to turn our mess into our message. So you have to view this as Ooh. an opportunity, right? Right?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Our mess age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my,
0: my gosh. gosh! I don't. I'm There's so sorry. no reason you, all you have to suffer through these jokes, <laughs> but Rabbi Epstein <laughs> knew what would happen.
2: Uh, I knew, knew what I would knew. happen
0: when you put us both on. You knew. I knew. So we're clear <laughs> of any sort of. Um, so, so number one, we have to turn our message to our message. We have to realize the opportunity that we have over here, which is extremely, extremely important. First of all, you know, to take from Reverend Spetner over here, first of all, is technical setup. You have uh, to be ready for this and you have to be set up for it. If you're just sitting there saying, OK, I'm going to wake up and just take tomorrow as it comes, that's not going to happen. You need to have your technical setup. What are you going to do every single day? That's number one. I've been telling all my students, you need to have a quarantine journal. What that means is is something that, it could be three sentences, it could be anything, but something that you write down every single day, how that day went. It makes you take, and this is the important part, it makes you take the next day more serious. Because when you know you need to write something down that night, you take that day more serious, because you don't want to write, I want to kill my husband now, what I think the most the the most beautiful part about this whole thing, and when you, literally right after this, I was just answering a text I'm sorry <laughs> but i I had to I didn't have this choice the, you know uh, about someone I'm going to speak to right right after this, which is what do I do with all these people in my family that I would run away from that i would Now is the time that we have to take into account acceptance. You need to go through every single person that you're quarantined with and think to yourself, what is your expectations of that person? Why is that expectation wrong? And how are you going to accept them despite your expectations? This is so key. This is so important. If that is the only thing that you gain over quarantine, you killed it. You did amazing If you can look at every single person in your family, every single person in your house, wherever it is that you're quarantined, and yes, I'm going to go there. If you are quarantined alone, and there is something that you are not accepting about yourself, some high level that you're expecting of yourself and that you constantly beat yourself up over, where Berkowitz one time told me, I went over to him, I said this in the last year, actually, I had with uh, my, my brother, Harry. but if you, um, I, I went up to our and I said to him, you know, it's nice that uh, we were learning Shabbos at the time and we were learning the the uh, the beginning of the Mishnah Brewer over there because was doing Mishnah Brewer in the morning. Blah, 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 blah. And it said that, you know, you buy everything and you buy it uh, uh, on Hashem, on Hashem's uh, bill. I said, that's nice. But at the end of the day, I'm a ferret. I'm just a horse. I love food and I love drink. I love all these things. So I'm going to buy all these things for myself. That's not really for Shabbos. And he looked at me and he said, Yassi, there is no mitzvah in the entire Torah to be hard on yourself. There is not one mitzvah in the whole Torah to beat yourself up. Stop it. It's the Yetzirah trying to get you not to be Machabed Shabbos. I thought that was so beautiful. Because at the end of the day, where do you really get by beating yourself up? So you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I got to be with these people all day. What are you really saying over there? You're not saying I can't stand these people. I can't. You're saying I can't get along with them. And that's not true. You can if you accept them. So you need to take a time every single day where you go through every single person in your house and you say, or, or every single person that you're quarantined with specifically, what Is it about that person that's driving you crazy? (laughs) And how are you going to accept them anyway? How are you going to push past that? The growth you can have off of this is amazing. Amazing.
1: I mean, I I think that there's such a a focus on the house now. It's almost like Hashem is like directing us all back home. You know, like, stop, stop. Like, let's just one second, one second. Let's just just get back home for a minute. I mean, I love that idea. idea. Right? Because I I deal with marriages all the time. And I always say, like, any issue, whether it's drug counseling, whether it's, you know, anything, yeshivas, you know, yeshiva system can't compete with a home that's cracking and falling apart. So, like, the home is where it's at. It's the foundation of a person's life. I I teach chasanim. My wife teaches kalas. She's, like, we'll we'll put in a little plug here for, like, the world's greatest kalah teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Why not? I got some brownie points. I focus on the home. So (laughs) what happens... People send, send them to us and it's like, okay, we got eight classes or 10 classes. And they go like, why didn't you fix my kid? It's like, because you raised them for 25 years dysfunctionally. And now you're not going to fix them in three weeks with eight classes. 100%, 100%. So
0: yeah, I, I, I get that all the time. Like, why isn't he better yet? Like, it, it, he's not better yet because the environment around him or her is not better yet. You know, and on <laughs> that idea, we are focused on the home, which I think is amazing. We are focused on the home. But I want everyone to realize, and, and this is just an idea I came up with. I was mentioning it to my wife. I just love this idea so much. I know, don't, don't pan in on my brother right after this, because he's going to be crying a little bit. So just, just who, who are you going to break Shomer with? Now, let me explain that for one second. Right now, <laughs> we're all quarantined, and we're all stuck in our place and our thing. Who are you going to break that with? Because the second this whole thing is over, I'm driving to Lakewood, New Jersey, I'm gonna go hug my mother and father. That, that's who I'm breaking it with, outside of my family. Now, it's awesome, because you get to realize, wait, obviously the most important people to me, I'm quarantined with usually, for the most part, with exceptions, I'm sure. But for the most part, I'm quarantined with them. Who's that person right outside of that? Who are you gonna break your quarantine with? Make that something. Use all of this. It's all a gift when you view it right. Use all of this for you.
1: Amazing. I want to just tell you guys, it's something that you just pointed out to me. It just struck me. Rabbi Berkowitz, you know, a lot of people say that like a, a Rav or a Rebbe, the, the, they're, a lot of times you ask them questions and they sort of tell you something that you didn't expect to hear. And I think in most people's lives, the person is like more stringent than you would have expected. You're like, hey, Rabbi, can I please drink? And like, no, you know, like, can I? No, and Rabbi Berkowitz is like the exact opposite. It's almost like, right? He just like empowers you like, no, why are you, what's, what are you doing? Like, hold on. Yeah. That's not what, that's not called Pesach cleaning. You know, Pesach cleaning, <laughs> Pesach, you know, like he, he's so good like that. He's like, oh, the Yitzhahara, like he's, he's a great guy. You know, like during yellow, yeah, yeah. he's the greatest guy. He challenges <laughs> you. He's amazing. As <laughs> like, it changes my whole perspective on Judaism. Like, I think I'm doing this whole thing wrong for the first 25 years of my life. And now that I've All met right. Rabbi Berkowitz, it just totally changes everything around. Well, I uh, really- I like to say I am sorry I, I want to give everyone else a
0: turn <laughs> I but I do like to say because I love this line stop it I love this line put your head I up. believe I believe Rabbi Berkowitz does Kirov von Kohlul guys that's my yeah. line I thought I was from before I went to Rabbi Berkowitz's Kohlul <laughs> and I went there I was like wait I don't know anything <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't understand this I don't it's amazing
2: amazing Yossi, Yossi do you remember when uh, there was an old show. It was called uh, Seinfeld. And um, there was a, a character called Kramer. Mm-hmm. And his job in one of the shows was to be a sit in, <laughs> to just sit, to be a filler for some of the Emmy Awards or the Grammy or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so happy that Ruvain hired me <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to just sit in to fill in the Brady Bunch box over here <laughs> because it, it would look so sad. So, so, no, please, <laughs> just, just keep on. No, I'm sorry. And I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Just good points. Just have some comedy. That's all. Just I know. Little- I cannot
1: imagine, oh. by the way, what the Benchushan family dinner used to look like with, with you know, like when you're raising, it's four, right? You have four brothers. Don't tell me you have like a fifth brother named like Shlamy who no, no one ever heard of. Right? It's, it's four. You have a fifth brother? A fifth? Oh, I don't say his name. Okay. Well, the fifth one, who's the most of who's learning in code. Okay. He's the black sheep. I can't imagine. He's the black sheep. I was going to say, like, ha- when, you ha- have, ha- 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 when you have four speakers in your family, are <laughs> you trying to just get through like, you know, echad miodea and like Manish Tana, Like, forget it. It's, it's probably like impossible. Kudos to your mother. Whatever she did, she did. And your father, of course. Tell, to, to, you know.
2: tell the truth. You have to tell the truth. What, what we all do is we keep quiet. We let my father talk. That's, really thats yeah that's really it I mean we we all because um you know, we were brought up in that kind of a home where you know Rev Berkwitz would always say that the levium are counted at thirty days of age, right, and not like the rest of Clydesdale so that they're counted at uh when they're twenty. the levium are counted at thirty we happen to be levium, but the reason why is because the lavy, no matter what talent he has. You're part of the legion Shal Yisrael, as Rashi says. You're part of the legion of Hashem. And so therefore, you're Hashem's honor guard. So no matter what talent you have, you put that talent aside because Hashem is sitting in front of you. And as children growing up at my father's table, we felt like no matter what talent we have, we're sitting with our father and he's the melech at this table. And so therefore, everybody always wonders, the Ben Shushan table, to to be honest. You know, we'll, we'll throw in a joke or two, but, you know, it's my Abba.
1: Who really has the run of it? Yeah. Wow, I that I think by the way that that sentence is. <laughs> I think a lot of people have a lot to learn from that sentence more than more than you know like a thousand shiurim on on the halachas of Kibbutz of Aim. It's a, yeah, That's really what it was.
0: And Ruven, you should know, my father was a <clears throat> was an accountant. <laughs>
1: and, and, uh, I know. I'm a little scared a by the way. A lot of
0: people. A lot of people are always like, "Where's your father, Rabbi?" So and right now he is, and he always was. But you should know, I, I, because I like saying this, I like being this being a message, is that no, 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 no. My father went to college. He put himself through college. He was an accountant. He was a, a, a layman by regular people's terms, I guess, and all these things. And no, still, when we go to his house, when we go to him, I learn something new every single time I'm there. It's, it's you, when you go there, my brother was 100% right. He said it beautifully. You shut your mouth, you sit down, and you listen.
1: Right. Wow, well, amazing. I was saying before Yantif that I wish we could just bring back like the He Gatatala You know, those good old days when like the fathers spoke to the children. <laughs> it, that would just be so great. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like the children educating their parents by, you know, okay, whatever. Don't get me on on this side thing. All right. Now, Ari. <laughs> Ari, question for you. Ari, um it I have a group of friends. We all learned together in Torah um, which is where I went to Yeshiva for 17 years. And we often talk, I, you know, I went sort of on my path when I went to Rabbi Berkowitz, but you know, everyone else did the conventional yeshiva route, I guess, if you will. And we often talk about the idea of Torah anytime and speakers and Q&A panels and all these other things, which many of us do. And you live this on a daily basis. My question is, when it comes to turning inspiration into something which is actually changing your life, because I think that of course, cholesterol is a spectrum. And I think that people who come from, um, I think that Rabbi Ari, not Ari, you are 100% right. Okay, Rabbi Ari. So when people come from- that no, was he's me. Standing up for your covers. And that's 100% that was, true. Yancy. Yancy. That was me, that was me, I'm sorry. Ruben,
0: I, I didn't think you would say it out loud, Ruben. Come on, <laughs> Rabbi Epstein, see, I did it too. Come he, on. He, he it doesn't just I'm deserve the it. Brother. 100%. Rabbi Dr. Yossi. Rabbi Dr. Yossi. <laughs> Are you Dr. Yossi? No, Are
1: why you? not? No,
2: absolutely why not.
1: not. <laughs> You're absolutely not. Okay. So, okay, Rabbi Ari, 100%. No, no. I disagree. Zoology, Yossi,
2: when, when When we were kids, Yossi used to space out looking at his alphabet soup and think to himself, <laughs> one day, all those letters will be behind my name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just not sure which ones. <laughs> Uh,
2: (laughs) that's very good Uh, that's very good
1: (laughs) Rabbi Ari so Ari my question is Rabbi Ari um, I actually just learned Uh, the Gemara Baba Baba Basra the Gemara talks about how they were quoting one of his friends and he said my friend whoever it was let's say Chia said and then they quoted him in like a Mishnah Gemara (laughs) and says the Amar Reb Chia and the Gemara says why did he say that and he said because he was my friend so I called him Chia but in the context of a Mishnah, he's Reb Chia, right? So it wasn't Reb Chia. I don't remember who it was, but it was a Gemara Baba Basa. But anyways, Reb Ari, um, how well, do you, what, what is your? What is the? What is the mechanism for turning so much inspiration, which Baruch Hashem there is, into actualization of changing lives? And can anybody tap into some sort of formula for for growth or changing? Because there's, there, we're so inundated with whether it's, you know, the, the Torah Anytime Daily Dose or all these other things, which, you know, you hear a soundbite and you're like, wow, that's incredible. But how does that actually get you to change something without needing to go through some catastrophic life-altering experience? How does that happen?
2: You know, so, yeah. So uh, the, the answer is, had you asked me this, um, had you asked me this well before this yeah. whole coronavirus uh, thing happened. So we would go through all the ideas of different steps. We would go through the ideas of making goals. We'd go through the ideas of cheshbon and nefesh But that's not the answer right now. Rav Natsan Svi Finkel, back in the Mir Yeshiva, I was there during the second intifada. Rav Natsan Svi Finkel said something incredible. A lot of students... And Rav Nassim Svi, in his house on Friday, told us, he said, what you can accomplish, and this is what my brother Rabbi was saying before, what you can accomplish in just a few months now of learning under duress, of learning under the stress and being scared, what you can learn and accomplish and the levels you can jump now, ain't a daima to what it would have taken you otherwise years to have jumped. There is something incredible about this. You know, y- Reb, Yas, you know, I used to teach in Ur Sameach. Uh, that's right by Shimon HaTzadik Street. Those are probably the best years of our life. No, Yas? I mean.
0: A hundred percent. Without question. Without question. <sighs> Listen.
2: I miss Eretz Israel. Ah, right
0: now is the best years of my life.
2: Ah, uh, uh, uh. uh, la, 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 Yeah. And, Reb Ruvain, do you remember when I came to Waldman's to your shul to come and try to fix the safer tire that you had over there?
1: As a safer, as that's right. Yeah. I forgot about you that. Remember? Yes, I do remember that. That's 100% right. You do yeah. sophers at all, by the way. So, so. love dabble.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit still. Instead, now I'm teaching kids how to draw on Tonarian I was
1: just
0: about to say, have you not seen him on Tyranny Dodge? my kids
1: my kids are drawing stick figures. They're like, I think we nailed it.
0: The dumb <laughs> like, the you dumb dumb my... on Maka's Dom was the dolid
2: of a uh, Safras. <laughs> so So, you know, when we were there in stroll during the car rammings, when yeah. right outside of Ursameach, Right outside of our Sameach, there was a uh, car ramming right there by the, by, by the train. And I remember telling all the guys then, if you're afraid, you have to turn that fear into some kind of fuel. Oh, Yazan. Yes, you have to turn <laughs> that fear into some kind of fuel to make it become something that you actualize and something that you use. And if Hashem is making an Arab go and ram a car right literally 10 feet from our school, it's because Hashem is now waking us up and speaking to us. The whole world is being woken up. The whole world is being spoken to on a level that none of us have ever experienced. It's almost like a different sound, almost like new music we've never experienced yeah. before. And now we're trying to wrap our hands around this reality. What is this reality? This is the reality of growth. This is the reality of being able to jump many levels. The very famous Chavitz Chaim who taught us that during the time of peace, it would take somebody who's working, it would take somebody who's working in the army years to jump even from private to lieutenant or just keep on going up to general or whatever. But during war... We can jump level after level after level in a, in, in a day, in two days. I don't know about everybody else. My ain o bilvadoi. My ain oid bilvadoi. Every morning, I've never woken up, opened my eyes and really said, Hashem, thank you that my lungs are working. Up until I found out that Reb Ruben Epstein was sick. I'll, I'll tell you this honest truth, Reb Ruben. And when I found out that you were sick, the next morning, I was breathing. And I said, huh, it's amazing. My lungs and, and, and it's sending oxygen to my heart. And I'm, bra- thank, you for, thank you for this. And, and I, I said to my wife and my kids, we're all breathing and, and that's just because I heard that voice note that you had left and your voice was crumbling. And proving Epstein's a giber. He's amazing. And Hashem loves him. The svarim that he's written are phenomenal. And, and, and even he, even he was hit. This is go time. This is work time. This is time that we really turn everything that we have into some kind of strength. I think that what people are really maybe suffering from isn't so much how to turn the thought into actuality they just don't know how to practice the actuality oh, they don't wow. know how to daven yes, uh, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yes I'm getting emails yeah. I'm getting emails from so many people how do you have kavana and tefillah I grew up in this yeshiva I went to that kolo how do you have Kavana and tefillah so they're ready for action they're ready to go but you know, it's almost like the story of Hanukkah. Yehuda Hamakabi turned around and he said to everybody, we're going to go fight against that huge legion of the Syrian Greeks. And we're going to take our swords and we're going, to destroy, we're going to kill them. And some of the farmers said to him, that's great, but which end of the sword do I use to press against my enemy? We don't know how to wield this power. Rabbi Rufein, we're all given... Enormous power right now. Enormous. I mean, yeah, you are now the papa beer in your home. I sing Ashri out loud every day, and I have a Purish on the side that I read through it because I want to know what's happening. And it's just amazing. We're given power that we've had all along, long dormant inside us, never knowing that there was an actual power inside us. We left it to the rabbi. We left it to our teachers. We left it to the rest of the world. And Hashem is kind of telling us now, dude, lying dormer with inside you, you have power. I put it there. How are you not using it? I- I- imagine, you know, in New York, unfortunately, imagine, you know, Governor Cuomo is just saying to everybody, we need more ventilators. We need more ventilators. And he called to to President Trump, we need more ventilators. Imagine if President Trump found out there's 2,000 ventilators in the bottom of one of his hospitals. But Cuomo refuses to use them. What would you say to him? Governor Cuomo, you have a problem. People are dying. And you have the solution lying dormant inside the basement of a hospital why don't you just tap into it? Hashem is saying to us, <laughs> you have a problem over here and it's lying dormant in your basement. You can be a great Abba. You can be a great husband. Ruven, you said so many people are suffering from shalabias. bias. I'm sorry, but I, I disagree. At least over here in Los Angeles, I disagree. Look at this. Here, here. This is what Lossi was talking about. Come over here. Naked child. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. i looking at it. I wish he was wearing flip-flops. I wish. May-may <laughs> <laughs> uh, may say hello. Uh, May-may. Okay, baba, bye See you later.
0: He's going to Justin work. D- He's going to work D- right D- now.
2: D- he has a, D- a job the, the vaudevillian cane just came and pulled him right <laughs> off of here. He's a Ben Shushan. He won center stage. Oh, um, you know, so I, you know, Hashem is saying, and so I was saying to you, uh, I've spoken to so many of my people, asking them, how's it going with the wife? How's it going with the kids? And they said in the beginning, it's so hard. But we got around to it. And I'm seeing, and, and, and listen to this, I heard this from two different of my men. I'm seeing power and strength in my wife that I didn't know that she has. Because how? How? How is she cleaning up? The maid isn't Mm. showing up anymore. How is she doing laundry? How is she getting it all? And I said it to her and I told it to her. And just those words of affirmation alone have skyrocketed my marriage that it would have taken either years or probably never even would have gotten there in my marriage had this not have happened. You can do this for Tyra. You can do this for your own, everything. So to make it into action is not so difficult. We all wanted to make that. The question is, what is the action? And the answer is, open a book and demand of yourself. This is reality. The Gemara tells us, that when Rish Lakish heard over a certain memra from Rabbi Yochanan in the name of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, Rish Lakish for the rest of his life made it his reality. Rav Noach Weinberg from Aisha Torah, he's told his students one thing: you can say about Do me be. is any any memra of Chazal, I always took it seriously. Take what? this seriously. Take this for real. Maybe when you get up to davin Mincha on Shabbos, put on a tie. Maybe when it comes to our kids, laugh instead of yell. Maybe when it comes to your wife, go onto the porch outside and make her a coffee and sit with her and just drink the coffee together. You can put so much into action. There's so much. And to tell you the honest truth, and I'm going to finish with uh, this thought. It's not so bad. <laughs> it's not
0: it's not offensive this one isn't gonna be offensive to anyone you know okay uh, no 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 rabbi Epstein, ask a different question he doesn't have it okay. he needs a minute i promise you right now he needs a minute
1: he needs a minute
0: so i know my brother he needs a minute let, no, let me go, no no wait go ahead <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to take over your show <laughs>
1: No, not at all. I want to I tell you, I want to actually, you know, it's funny because one of the things that I do with a lot of the couples that I deal with is I tell them when they come to me, I'm not going to have time. I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm an accountant. I'm a forensic accountant. This is what I, this is what I do during the day. And I, Hashem, I have my practice. You guys find this funny. So forensic accounting is actually not funny. <laughs> we don't look for the fingerprints of the guy who typed in the wrong journal entry. <laughs> that is, that's not what we do. No, we don't dust off the keyboard. <laughs> what we do as forensic accountants <laughs> uh, is when I'm sorry, you knew what would happen. You yeah, did so, it anyway. When 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 people are are at odds with each other and they say something happened, then either Besden or the court system needs an accountant to to give their opinion, like as an as a as an expert on what they they what is the story from the books, from the records, from the bank statements, whatever it is. So that's what we do. And then we give out reports. We say, this guy's the crook and this guy was defrauded and this guy committed, you know, whatever it is. So we, we lay it out and this is what the damages were and we assess it. Okay. So that all being the case, (laughs) um, I don't have time on a daily basis to deal with all the people that I'm, that are reaching out to me that are dealing with me. So when I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm, I'm counseling people, um, I tell them, listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not good with 911. You can't call me at three o'clock in the morning that your wife is, is, you know, is yelling at you. I can't, I can't do anything right now. I got to sleep because I got to get up in the morning and I'm not, I can't meet you every day. Just, just not going to happen. But if there's, if there's a Heshaivas, if there's a responsibility from you to me, then you'll check in every day with me. And I give them my cell phone number, of course, and my email address. And I want you to just check in and tell me, like, this is how my day went. This is what's going on. So when I speak to you next week or in four days, whatever it is, I know your story because I've read it in 60 seconds. We, oh, why does everyone love when somebody texts them rather than voice notes? Because a voice note's like 49 minutes. <laughs> You're like, nah, I'm not even, even going to start this because I don't have 49 minutes. But right when the guy writes like, you know, this is what happened really short you know his lifestyle and you're able to help him. And like you said, it's, it's also a really good, res- like you become responsible to yourself to check in at the end of each day. Um, and, you know, so that's definitely something I find that absolutely works. Um, but now I don't have the ability to do that. So I, I tell people like certain times, I'm like, you got to make this work. You just got to make this work. And a lot of them are, some of them are struggling with that, but many of them are like, okay, there's there's no, there's no 911, there's no, you know, like, hey, we need help, we need to come over for a session tonight. Sorry, there's no session tonight. I <laughs> Only got one Zoom, you know, <laughs> we're not having group therapy here with all your neighbors and cousins, that's not gonna go over very well, right? So it, it's, oh, you gotta make this work. And a lot of people are doing that, you know? Like like you said with Ashray, I think also, like, I remember Rabbi Berkowitz once said that, he said, when you dive in Pasuket and you're diving out loud, and he made a comment and I remember somebody in Sheer asked him, they said, Rebbe Psukka de Zimra out loud. And he said, You don't, Davin, de Zimra out loud? You're not, you're not singing to Hashem. And I was like, the singing Tasham. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you're like looking in the back. What can I skip on Tuesday Arab, <laughs> You know, <laughs> without feeling too guilty. And he's like, You're not singing to Hashem. And ever since I, you know, had the virus, I was like, well, maybe I should be singing a little bit more. Like, just go slow. Where, where are you running? Where are you going to? It's like, just slow down. And I think, Ari, you're 100% right. Like, when you when you don't have anywhere to go, you just got to focus on here, the here and the now. And, uh, yeah, such a powerful idea. Like, we have it inside of us for all the greatness that we need. Just, you just have to tap in. And I think that that's like, that's the pressure. That's what you feel when someone's sick or ill or. Anything. This is for some people. This is easy, and for some people, this is really difficult. This is really difficult for many people. Many people are in the hospital and dealing with sick ones. It, it, this is a very difficult time right now, call So I think this. But, is, but if, if
2: I, I, just wanted to, and, and, and I'm going to time myself. I'm going to give myself one minute to say this. Yes, <laughs> meaningful minute. And, go. and there go. Go. So I just wanted to say it's true. It's very very difficult. Just yes, drinking soy milk for a lot of people. However, so many of us who are on Instagram and everything else are so dependent on everybody else just giving us validity in our lives that Hashem is giving us now this private time that we ourselves have to find the value. And Yossi was saying this before, and it's so, so important I'm finding this more and more with myself. What am I about? How can I grow more? How can I offer more of myself? And how can I build more of myself? The outside world has nothing on me. I have everything that I have Hashem gave me. I don't need more. And the biggest proof is he made me how he made me. And if he made me this way, he gave me everything that I need. And everything that I got, I'm bringing to the fore now to be able to bring out the best me that ever could possibly be. And I'm doing it now in weeks instead of years, because from this point on, I'll live the rest of my life on a value system that I never would have had, had I not been demanded of to bring to the fore and meaningful minute over.
1: <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah, very good. So you, Yossi, I want to ask your, 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 your advice on something. And it's something that I I sometimes sit back on the sidelines, and Ari, I want to hear your input on this because I think this relates to everybody, not just people who are in the drug world. But I know that um, that within this world there has been the great debate. <laughs> why not?
2: It just why not? No, no, no. Yes, Go, go, chat, go.
1: So, well, he's not okay. We're just gonna go for it. So, in. I, I know that there's a great debate with with sort of the definition. You know, it's like it's like almost like Tineus has like people say like, well, how you define Tineus and mm. unconditional love. The people struggle with this. Now I wanna just I wanna preface this with a story. And it it was such a lesson for me. When I started out, I got a lot of to Shannonarites. And I I I a few people came over to me, that were having marriage issues, they wanted to talk to me. And my Rebbe. He, he didn't want me to start yet. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then there was one of my students from ar who was having a really hard time in marriage. And this was a, just a disaster, disaster marriage. And this, the wife was on, was on drugs. And am I like saying it wrong? Because I, I, I want to just tell you, I grew up in, in, in yeshiva I, I don't know uh, drugs. Yeah, we
0: say we say they suffer from substance abuse issues. Okay,
1: substance abuse. And by
0: we, I mean other people who deal with only drug addicts.
1: Okay, I know that. I know that. I know that. Bear with me. Bear with me. Okay. So 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 okay, so I'm I'm like your biggest I'm I, I I literally don't know anything higher than bartanura on the scale of <laughs> substances. So if you bring me like Malaga wine, I will be triggered. I, 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 I don't know this. So just bear with me, okay? So when I say Fantastic. substance, drugs, or narcotics, to me, it, it, I'm so unfamiliar with this. But anyways, I had, I had this couple, and they were really suffering, and she was, um having issues, I was going to say tripping on substances, but I know that that's like, you, you can't say anything right when it comes to this. Okay, I'm going to just go for it. So, <laughs> so she was having um, substance abuse issues. And I got involved because my, you know, this Revy felt that it was, it was a good time for me to get involved with this couple. And I had one time where I had a session, a session, a phone meeting, um, after they had a huge blow up. And Ari, I've heard you say before that you're like, like Winston Churchill had a bit, a bit of like, he would stutter and then he would just bomb it out. Like he just would speak like ivory. Right. So I, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, these were words from beneath the Kisei Hakavot. It, it was like, I was channeling and I gave her everything. It was a two hour conversation. She was crying. She was like, Oh, wow. I never knew what marriage was. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Now, mind you, he's in the house and she's out of the house during this time. So they're not together. And then she goes, I'm going to go back in and we're going to make amends. We're going to make this work. Literally four minutes after I hang up with her, I get a call from him and he goes, what did you just tell my wife? I was like, you're welcome. You know, like yeah. You know, you can thank me later. He's like, she just hung up with you and said that was just the biggest waste of two hours. <laughs> and
2: I was like, W-what? what? What? You you what's going on?
1: Stories. <laughs> <laughs> I know these stories, right? Surprise you ending. Have the best stories. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't don't get me started. I'm telling you. So, <laughs> no. so this I and the addict story are perfect stories. They're amazing. Yeah. So I'm telling you, so I called, I called my, my Revy. I said, Revy, what is going on over here? I, th- this woman was crying. She was understanding. This doesn't make sense. And he said, is she, is she, he said, is she on drugs? <laughs> is she on a uh, substance uh, abuser? Like, is she having, I said, yeah, of course. He goes, well then. what's your question? She's not there. Like, you're just not even talking to a person. And it made me feel kind of good, but mostly bad because I just wasted like two hours of my time. But I I, I watch this world, which I totally don't get involved in. And a lot of couples that I deal with, they do have substance abuse issues. But my question is that there is this great debate about when people are having issues, um, how you define unconditional love. Like is there this idea that you're supposed to be giving them everything, or like I think a normal parent would do is you know some things you would not give them and you'd be holding off because that I love you, therefore I will not let you be involved in certain things now i i I when I heard about this little you know back and forth, I was just was thinking for my own children in terms of like unconditional love, I think I unconditionally love my children, and therefore I put restrictions, but it could be that there's a. <clears throat> set of rules for those who know something about uh, substance abuse. So Yazi, <laughs> I, am, I am curious um, because you're so well known for your work and, stuff and just uh, but I, I, am, I am curious. I want to know I want to know like what, 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 what is your mashaba when it comes to this?
0: Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, um, I, I, a couple of things. Um, <laughs> so a couple of things. Uh, number one, by the way, just as a uh, as a as a side uh, as a side mention, I know. Um, however much uh, Rabbi Epstein had said that he's a uh, that he's into technology, and my brother Ari and I are um, uh, how do you say challenged when it comes to technology. You can imagine that if we're the younger generation, um, the older generation is just that much more. So my mother had just logged on to this. So I just want to say that, uh,
1: <laughs> Hi, mom. that Hi. really,
0: really, we should have another screen of Mommy's mommy. On. Mommy's on. We should have another screen of mommy. Just... Ju- <laughs> 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 you guys might have just missed I don't know if it's split screen or not, but my brother Harry just stood up. I just stood so, up.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: seat belted. I'm seat belted in over here. But my, my mother just <laughs> uh, just logged on. And, you know, my I mom- just want to say... That, uh, you know, whatever we know about marriage or whatever we know about raising children or whatever we know, really, I, you know, when I say that Rabbi Berkowitz is Kira and Kol guys, and when I went there, I, I realized a whole different step of Judaism that I knew that existed. What I mean by that is that I finally found a congruency with that of what I was raised with. Yeah. And wow. I yeah, 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 yeah. And and I realized that no, 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 no. People don't people aren't always happy. That's not true. People aren't always besimcha They work on that. You know, mm-hmm. um Robert one time uh said, I, I remember I was there and it was it was in the later years, it was when I was just stopping in for the haral uh for for the Khumish. I'm sorry, for the Perkaya Vashurum, and this is already later, later, later. And he said, someone was asking him something about Simcha and he said something unbelievable. They said, how far do you go to show Simcha in your house? And this is probably one of the best pieces of advice I think I've ever gotten in my entire life about anything. And Rickowitz said, he said, how far do you go? He said, when you fall asleep on your couch, make sure that you're smiling.
2: Ah. Uh, wow. I thought ah. that was
0: amazing. Ah. I, I, he said, let your kids see you, nap. With a smile on your face, ah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I just want to make mention of uh, of my uh, my mommy who's here, who's making uh, who's making my Abba put down his chumash for a minute and uh, and
1: listen. Oh, also. I wasn't <laughs> clapping to that part. <laughs> I was clapping to, to Mrs. Shushan yeah, yeah. and Rabbi Shushan. And,
0: and listen also. Okay, so uh, so onto what you were onto what you were asking. Okay, so now there's two parts of what you were asking. There's unconditional love and then there's unconditional love for an unhealthy subject in your house. So okay. we have to, we have to uh, explain both. First of all, we're gonna go to un- unconditional love of someone who's unhealthy in your house because uh, I'll explain why that's gonna come first. But unconditional, we don't help people be unhealthy, but we are supportive of people who are unhealthy. Now let's be very, very, very clear here. We're all unhealthy. so let's get off of our high horses for five seconds here. All right. The amount of phone calls and emails I get about people who are so worried about going to get help or so worried about therapy or so worried about all the, I went to therapy. I'm going to say it out loud and honestly, I had very big issues with perfectionism, and that might sound like, "Oh, that's the perfect thing to choose." <laughs> oh, did, <laughs> did you just like too it perfect? when perfect? The... <laughs> exactly. Did you I like it help? when your house was in order? No, that's not what perfectionism is. <laughs> you think it's very debilitating.
2: You think, debilitating... That... You, think <laughs> Go ahead. you think his beard just tames itself?
0: <laughs> I, you know what? If you want to do it, Rabbi Ari, I was gonna uh, say
2: it's, it's going everywhere. Whoever once can, anymore.
0: whoever once can comment and vote on whose beard is
2: better. I don't. Yossi's is nicer. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't. <laughs> it's it's naturally this way. So I'm just throwing Kelsey, that out there. My beard is going on walkabout right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I okay, can sir. the The idea here is is that we all need something. Right, we all need we, we th- this concept. And when you learn, like five minutes of any page of any Ramchal sefer anywhere, I'm saying pick up a Derech Hashem, pick up a Hashem, pick up anything you want. Read one page of it, just any page randomly. <laughs> open up that page, and you'll see you're not perfect. No one is. Everyone, if you're here, it's for a tikkun. You're supposed to be doing something. Now, everyone needs to do their own thing. Now, it might be, right, uh, a, student of mine, a student of mine just told me yesterday, I thought it was a great line. I'm sure it's a famous line at this point, but you know, he, he said it, he's the first one I heard say it, which is that don't hate your neighbor because he sins differently than you do. Mm. it's it's Mm. a very important idea don't hate him just because his sin is that he talks in shul and 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 you go home and beat your kids okay don't i'm just (laughs) saying whatever it is your thing just (laughs) you know don't be beating up on that guy because of his thing all right (laughs) my point is is that everybody has their thing if a person is substance abuse yeah that that's a pretty heavy thing to to suffer through especially for the people around them it's when a person is suffering from substance abuse, they're suffering from uh, so many uh, uh, different people are suffering from that same substance abuse. It's not just that person. There's a community around them, especially if we're dealing with someone who's an adolescent or a teenager, you're dealing with a, a community of people around them. If you're dealing with an adult, you might be dealing with their parents and their spouse and their children. There's so many different people that suffer when you're dealing with something like substance abuse. So to leave substance abuse aside wouldn't be right so i'm just going to speak about it for one second where there has to be that level of just like there's a community suffering there has to be a community helping if they're not seeing anyone if no one you know i was just uh the other day i was talking to a group of i think it was a seminary i think and (laughs) there's no way to know and um, someone said, what do you do, you know, if uh, you're read to a guy who has anger issues? I'm like, listen, leave anger issues alone. Leave all these Yossi, things alone. Yossi,
2: Yossi, Go ahead. sorry. Torah anytime, just send me a message. They just send me a message. Go ahead. Yeah. This just in, they told me that I should let them know that there's another ben shushan who's now- I was on. just about to do that. You are going nowhere next to <laughs> That's
0: not true. That's, <laughs> That's not how true. We you don't know. I was just about to do that.
2: Nowhere. We're going to find...
0: No, no, no. Hang on a second, everybody. We're going to put this on hold and let him go. Go ahead. No,
2: go ahead. I'm just going to say, Avi, Re, Rabbi Avi Ben Shushan... Isn't um, your Ari, name Avi? No. no. See, funny you ask. My name is Ari with... Uh, uh. And Rabbi Avi, as in Vendetta, Ben Shushan, has... <laughs> Has now joined the Torah Anytime crew, and they asked me, Rabbi Avi Matrushan is our older brother under Rabbi Duvi and between Rabbi Ari is my sister, who doesn't want her name said, and is Rabbi Avi. Now, Rabbi Avi is amazing. He's an amazing speaker. He's brilliant, and look, as the year, as, as Matrushan went on, a little bit like multiplicity, a little bit worse, a little bit worse, a little bit worse, <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> they dialed it down a little yeah, yeah, I'm down story True story
2: <laughs> up until the youngest brother we don't say his name that the abister gave my father finally the son he wanted yeah, special but, things yeah but in between all of them so my brother Avi now joined tour anytime please definitely check out his show on Perky, vote. they're absolutely incredible yossi i'm really sorry go ahead
0: no, no no go ahead i was gonna get to that i just wanted to say fine i was gonna get to that but anyway So when we're dealing with substance abuse, you're going to be you you need to be supportive over there, but you also need to have a group. So when I was talking to this a group of girls, I was like, uh, "Listen, you know, anger issues, all these things. Yeah, they're all important. They're all scary. I'm not saying not. What I am saying is this: you want to date a guy and marry a guy and have to do with a guy that has a rebbe that has somebody that he communicates with. He doesn't solely make the decisions in his life." The same idea when, when you're dealing with someone who has substance abuse, especially if it's a loved one, you want to make sure that they have someone that, that they are communicating with, that they're working with, a sponsor, a therapist, a community. Once that's happening, you take on a different role. It is not your role to watch out for that person. It is not your role to to make sure they're not doing drugs. It is not your role to do any of that. Wow. Especially if you're the parents, your role now is unconditional love because there are other people doing very good Uh the only people very good the only people who can supply the meaningful unconditional love to a person is their parents you need to give that now what that means is and we need to define unconditional love because it is so important yeah i get messages from parents all the time i unconditionally love my kids but if they're not going to keep Shabbos, I can't have them in my house. Right. I'm I'm sorry. Do you unconditionally love them? Or if they don't keep Shabbos, (laughs) they can't be in your house. Uh, That's a condition. Where do conditions come from? I'm going to tell you where conditions come from, because I asked my (laughs) rep. Conditions come from expectations. If you're going to say this person is supposed to be a certain way. Now, Rabbi Epstein can correct me over here. He's the marriage expert, but it can work in a marriage also. My wife is supposed to do certain things. My husband is supposed to do certain things. The second you have that expectation, you automatically created your love to be conditional. Right. You automatically created it that as long as they meet that expectation, I can love them as a son, wife, mother, father. Right. A, a, a husband, wife, whatever it is, I can love them as their role, but that's a, but that's an expectation. <clears throat> and that's a, uh, that, that, that's a role that you've created. That's not to say that that's what they are. And this is one of the greatest levels that we can work on right now, which is accepting those around us without our expectations. Look at the person next to you and say, what is my expectation of that person? What is my expectation of my wife? What is my expectation of my child? What is my expectation of my husband? What is my expectation of my parents? Does a mother act like that? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Does a mother really act like that? Would a mother do that? I don't know. Yes or no. I'm not sure. All I know is, is that if you want to keep strife in your life, keep that expectation there.
1: I just want to understand something, if I could right. jump in. when If let's say you have a child, somebody has a child, right, who is dealing with substance abuse, and the child, are you saying that they sort of delegate, they separate between anything that has to do with substance abuse, they, they delegate to this professional who knows what they're doing, who sort of makes the call on that, and the parents go back to focusing on giving the child parents, mother and That's father that, that, healthy. That,
0: that is... Hopefully that is solely what should happen as long as you have a good professional on board.
1: I'm not saying
0: every, all professionals are are created equal, but I am saying that, yeah, as long as you have a good professional on board, that is what should
1: happen. Hopefully. Yes. So if a a child says, I want, you know, I want to, if a
0: kid, if a kid, you know, and this is the problem with all uh, uh, any sort of, you know, uh, uh, mental or emotional uh, disorder, which is that if, if your kid Khalila had cancer, if your kid Khalilah, had leukemia or whatever it was, you wouldn't sit there putting in your two cents onto the doctor on what treatment should be used. So true. You would sit there being supportive of the child in any way you can, in every way you can around them. You wouldn't say to your to a kid, to a kid, to a parent Khalila, none, none of us should ever know of it. To a kid, a Khalila, a parent. A parent would never say to a kid, Khalilah, in Sloan Kettering, in a uh, hospital, in a leukemia ward, in a cancer ward, you know, you should really get your schoolwork done also. And you know, I know you're suffering right now, but that medicine might be us on Shabbos. You wouldn't never say that. You mm-hmm. would just be there supporting them when they say, oh my gosh, ma, I think them turning on this machine is breaking Shabbos. You would hold their hand and you would say to them, Sonic. You have nothing to worry about. You're on the highest level of suffering. You're on the highest level of sickness. You're on the highest level of everything. Don't worry about it, I'm with you. Right. We asked a Rav. We asked everyone. You're, you're fine. You would support them all the way through. It's just that it's not given that same uh, a condolence of a... Or, or same credence as a physical ailment. And it right. has to be. That's number one. Number two... Is that that's number that...
1: one? <laughs> I, was I knew I knew that was happening. I oh knew my was... gosh. This I... is like, no, no, this is Ari, like... the question is So, so how Geographic. many are there?
2: It's like National Geographic so, so... what they tell you. The iceberg is one mile above the water, but four <laughs> miles beneath the water.
0: It's a number two only, if that's okay. <laughs> There's a number two. And the number two here is the concept of unconditional love. The concept of unconditional love is this. And this is why anytime I start working with parents, anytime I start working with a family, my first rule is always this. Go on a date with your kid. What is a date? A date is when you go out with another human being to get to know them. You don't have an expectation of a person on a shirk date. You go out to get to know who they are, to get to understand who they are. Wow. That is key. Realize your children are not clay or play-doh for you to mold. They're there for you to understand, for you to get to know. And you can only really get to know them after you get to know yourself. Now you're ready to accept other people. If you can't accept yourself, you can't accept anyone around you. We're not gonna get into that, but you're 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 there to get to know your children. You go on a date with them. You get to know who they are. You get to know the propers about them. Most of the issues that I deal with on a daily basis are because a parent cannot accept the fact that their child are not who they wanted them to be. Now I'm going to end with this. I've had to speak to parents. I've had to deal with parents who unfortunately have lost a child. Uh Their child overdosed or... Suicide or whatever it is. Guys, everyone out there, this is key. If Especially if you're a parent. This is key. You need to understand this. Of all the people that I've dealt with, every single one of them say the same exact darn thing. And I wish the living, the parents of the living kids can hear this. They all say the same thing during that shiva. I wish... He could walk through that door right now. I wish my son can walk through that door right now. And this is the kicker. If I were to ask them, and I obviously never do, but if I were to ask them, who? Who do you want to walk through that door? The kid in the hat and jacket that you wanted him to be? Is that who you want to walk through that door? With us and a Gemara and hat and jacket. Would you recognize that kid? Is that who you want to walk through that door? every single one of them, every single one of them would say, no, I want that kid in the purple here with the face tattoo and the eight earrings on his ear. I want that kid to walk through that front door right now. That's who I want to walk through that front door right now. That is finally called acceptance. That's what acceptance is, is that when the kid with the purple here and the earrings and the whole thing walks through the door, you're happy to see that kid. And if you're only going to be happy to finally see that kid when he's six feet under, it's going to happen that way as a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you can be happy to see him as he is alive right now, you will keep him. He will get through that phase. And at some point in his life, he will say, you stood by me. You stood by me. But until you're able to do that, that is unconditional love. Because it is only love. You've abandoned every expectation. You've abandoned every condition. You've abandoned everything in the name of loving that kid. To me, personally, that's unconditional love.
1: Wow. That is can
2: Can, 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 can I throw in, because you all see, Rabbi Berkowitz, and I this turned like the Rabbi Berkowitz show. Rabbi I know, Berkowitz right? Said, Rabbi Berkowitz Why not? Said, yeah, I mean, it should be. Rabbi Berkowitz said, "Reb Reuben, if you pull off getting Rebbe on this.
1: I know, I know. I got to work wow, on it, Wow.
2: Right? But, <laughs> but but, Rabbi Berkowitz said he went to a shiva once of a kid who OD'd in Eretz Yisrael. And the father said, I'm working on forgiving my son for doing this to me.
1: Oh, come on.
2: And Rabbi Berkowitz, I, I, on that, he said this in the Chinuch Shear. He he said he thought what? to himself, "You're trying to work on forgiving your son. Is it still about you? It's what? still about you. Even to this point, it's still about you. And, and this is really what Rabbi Yossi's driving, driving home over here. Such a beautiful point. Seeing that kid walk in, if finally it wasn't about you." And I think to sum up this whole concept of the coronavirus is is that it's learning to live in such close proximity of it not only being about you.
1: Wow. Amazing. Exactly. I, you know, I want to just tell you guys, first of all, <clears throat> I mean, we don't have that many more minutes left because Tori, anytime, you gave me 60 to 90 minutes. But when you're talking to even one Ben Shushan, you're probably going to max out on that. So I want to first of all thank you guys for coming on. And before I do, I want to tell you I want to tell you a story which I I must have told you in person before, but I I want to I want to say it cuz I think it's it, when I was a kid, when I was like my father we have five girls, all them amazing, wonderful people, and then me, I'm I'm the boy. So I I think my father was I like to think he was, you know, really excited when when I was born, you know, his son. And from a very young age, I mean, I still learn with my father, you know, we're chavrusas. Like, we have, we have a bond. We work together. He's an accountant. You know, I work, we work together. We're partners. No, you know, so but from a really young age, I forget if it was three or four years old, and I have an inscription in the machzer from Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. I used to go with my father to shul and just sit there. Now, my father's uh, weapon of choice was the mir yeshiva in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I think, okay. Now the malachim <laughs> are still singing shira with that. I think. I think they're still in the middle of Rosh Hashanah musaf. I think. <laughs> and and I, I say this. It's it, 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 you. Literally, my father told me from the youngest age. He said every word here is a diamond, and we polish it, and we say it slow, and that was how I grew up. And it really impacted me like that is Rosh Hashanah davening, that is Yom Kippur davening. And it was the, like the three days a year that we went to the mirror, you know, to daven. And, and you know, there are different people blowing shofar every year. And, and the davening itself is quite long. And the the, the blowing shofar is, is sometimes even longer. And I, they had a set time where the air conditioner would conk out. It, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it was clockwork. It was clockwork. And it was amazing. It was like the, like the most uplifting tefillahs were, were, were in the mere yeshiva. But I remember every year, every year when it came of time, and Rabbi Ben Shushan Sr. would come in, and he would take over the tefillahs and just, just like, like fire, just belt them out. No mistakes, just nothing. And every year from when I'm about three years old, um, we would start leaving and everyone would say, Oh, Bar Hashem, Rabbi Ben Shushan came. Bar Hashem. This just like, this was just amazing. And I told my wife, I said, Bar Hashem for rabbis, Ben Shushan, for you guys for joining me tonight. I, I really hope we can do a part two because I have like my accountant brain. I have like 8,000 million questions, <laughs> you know, that, that's how my brain works. And until I get every answer, I'm going to hound you. But this was, this was so awesome. There's so much to learn just from, I mean, just Tom, your, your, your cubit of aim is just, is just amazing. I mean, you know, it, and I don't think it comes from your children. I think it comes from the parents. I really do. You know, like Rabbi Berkowitz always said, like, well, when you're arguing with your children for respect, <laughs> you have lost that battle. But just the idea that you guys just have that, there's so much to learn from you The the, the idea of like things are within you for greatness I know Yasi, this is something you talk about a lot, like the Godless Adam. It's almost yeah. like you know the author of Slabatka. All these, right. these 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 teachings and these thoughts, the idea of, of acceptance. Right. Um, you guys are amazing. Guys are really awesome. I, I am privileged. I, I am privileged. Awesome. Thank you. Associated with the two of you, Rabbi Thank Ari, you Rabbi Any time.
2: Awesome. Just Tell message ra- you. You have to plug your next one. Right.
1: Okay. Go for it. So. This next, this next class, the next class is going to be on Thursday night with, <laughs> I need like a band on the side, <laughs> with, <laughs> with uh, Rabbi Zachary Wallerstein and Woo! Charlie Harari, 7.30 wow. here, here wow. on tour anytime. And wow, wow. next week's lineup is not yet confirmed, so we're not going to disclose who they are yet, but it is an exciting lineup. And Amir Tzachem on Monday and Thursday night next week, we're going to do this again, 7.30 to 10 i think you know you guys are 100 percent right it's such a weird time but okay. it, it when it's weird there's like a time for opportunity like okay. let's just try something new let's just try something weird i want to end with t- just telling one more thing there is a website a, a, an email address called arnavashadchan <clears throat> arnavashadchan at gmail.com which is a new initiative that we thought of spell it spell it o- o-h-r-n-a-a-v-a arnavashadchan S H A D C H A N arnavashachin, at gmail.com. We we started a new initiative where people can send in their shidduch resumes and we have a whole new group of volunteer shachanim who are going to be looking through these resumes and reading shidduchim to try to make like a wiki global community-wide, but community meaning the world
2: in terms of shidduchim.
1: And anybody who has a little extra time on their hand can sign up to become a shachin as well. So it's such a weird time. But it's such a great time for new things. So, again, we, the shit of, we didn't even roll this out, by the way. This is where we're yeah. supposed to roll it out. I forgot awesome. in the beginning. We're doing it now. now. But We were already flooded with like a million resumes and people signing up to be. We didn't even roll it out. They were just like word of mouth. So, people definitely amazing. should sign up to that. And I want to amazing. shout out to my Itaris, um, Nava, and Benozbina seminary girls, which is one of two of Rabbi Zachary Wallace's seminaries, which are just amazing. I'm sure these girls are watching. And any girl who's looking for a seminary for next year, or maybe even for this year, if you want to live stream right in, you can contact them as well. So thank you guys for joining nice. it's, it's It's good to but connect Ruben. with you guys again. Uh,
2: yeah, it really is. I love we to see are gonna, I
1: have seen. Yes, I, I think I owe you some food because this doesn't you qualify do. for like a dinner.
2: I want a but T-shirt. I, have a I want, I want Rabbi a Rabbi Epstein, Epstein show T-shirt. Yeah. A t-
1: so this, this so Shimon, <laughs> Shimon had this put together along with the banner flyer. <laughs> And a friend of mine, Daniel Razin, who runs a uh, a store. Yeah, couch, he, he printed this decal. Yeah. So we put. It on Hang on a second.
0: I I just want to say, um, I sat here specifically on my couch because I thought for sure my I, brother would make a joke to. about no about no uh about no jersey being behind me. Y'all see? I I'm waiting for it, and it has to happen. Before. Y'all see? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I had my son's jersey and I wrote Rabbi uh, Ali on it, uh, and unfortunately, the highest thing to hang it on is there.
0: <laughs> and we <laughs> both know is
2: we, we both know to use a hammer and a nail. I'm done. This is the issue, right?
0: Too much. This done. is the issue, it, it, right.
2: is the issue. And, and Rabbi so, Epstein.
0: Thank you so much. Next time, it's going to be uh, we'll have all you know three of us. Rabbi Dovid's never going to do it. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.